Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. And I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we have got a great guest on today. We're going to be talking about coronavirus and grieving the world that we've lost. And uh, Heidi, maybe you want to talk a little bit about the world that you've lost. Well, I am really happy that our guest is going to be on today because he is a leader in the world of grief, loss, hope, and healing. And I have struggled a lot the last couple of weeks because I am COVID-19 positive. I do have the coronavirus. Um, I've had it for over a week. And actually today is the first time that I've kind of felt a little better, which is good, but it's been extremely stressful and anxiety provoking. And I am totally quarantined from my family in my own room alone. So we will talk a little bit about that and a little bit about what everybody out there in the entire world is dealing with because this is impacting all of us. So our guest today to speak with us about this is David Kessler. And David has been on our show before. He is the co-author with Elizabeth Kubler-Ross of the book, Grief and Grieving, Finding Meaning of Grief Through Five Stages of Loss, and his newest book, which is Finding Meaning, The Sixth Stage of Grief. Hey, welcome to the show, David. Thank you for being on. Nice to be with you. So I know for all of us that heard the news about you, we've been sending you lots of love and uh, hoping you're all right. I, I've mentioned it on my things once I saw you were public about it. So first of all, thank you for being public about it. I think it's so important that, you know, so many times in our own life, we ask people to be open about their losses and what they're going through. And you're really modeling that. Uh, I'm curious about how you're doing with this, because I would imagine people are going, how are you doing? How did you get it? Because they're afraid they're going to get it, which I'm sure is a crazy yeah. question, because yeah. I know we could get it anywhere. So how are you doing today with everything? Today I'm doing fine. It's been a very, very strange virus for me, and it's very different for everybody. But the things that have been strange are that my fever has spiked from 102 back down to 97 in minutes, back up to 102, back down to 97 and stayed normal. Um, sometimes I feel fine and sometimes I don't. Um, it kind of feels like the, a cold and the flu combined, but I have no sense of smell at all, none, which means I have no sense of taste. So there's a very, there's a lot of strange things, but you know, people are very, very, interested and worried about how I got it because they don't want to get it. Like you Right. Said. And if you can give us the clue, we can yes. find control in our life, right? Exactly, David. And I have no idea where I got it, how I got it, or even when I got it. And that's the scary part because there's a lot of shame and guilt around getting this because I feel like I have exposed people. I have in some way. And I don't know who I've exposed. And I did grapple a lot with whether or not I wanted to come forward after I was positively diagnosed with COVID-19. A lot of people felt that I should keep it a secret um, because it would, I didn't want to add to the panic that's already out there. 
and they felt that would be adding to the panic. So it was, it was a really difficult decision. But at the end of the day, I thought, you know what, I need to be another face for the coronavirus because in my case, I am going to survive it. So I felt like I needed to be another voice out there and be supportive also of everybody out there that's struggling in this new world that we live in. Well, thank you for naming it and having the courage to share it. There's an implied, did you do something wrong? Yes, yes. And the truth is, it's a virus. It's getting all of us who come in contact with it. There's no wrong or right we can do as much protective things in our control. And just like all of us have learned in grief, there is some of this that is out of our control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that um, part of the reason I think Heidi was so forthcoming about it and talked to me about it before we did the show on it was because um, we've had a loss and we've been around so many people who've dealt with grief and loss and we know how devastating it can be to keep these losses a secret to hold them and not talk about them. And, you know, really, I'm amazed with uh, Governor Cuomo coming out and talking for hours about it, and, you know, and it's just, uh, it, it's important to talk about things, don't you, David? Nick, David? Absolutely. I think, you know, all of us in grief have learned the damage of secret keeping and the power of truth telling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that because there is some shame around having it. And I guess because I am a helper, I'm used to being the one that holds the hope and that helps everybody else. And I've had to allow myself to be vulnerable and, and accept help. So many people were saying, I burst into tears last night. I don't know why I'm feeling so sad. What's this heaviness inside of me? And of course, I knew it. And I bet many of you and your listeners all know, well, it's grief. We are grieving the world that has just changed forever. Mm -hmm. You know, it is grief we're feeling. It is not the grief of a loved one dying, but there is this collective grief that the world has now changed forever. The same way we used to talk about, do you remember what airports were like before 9-11? Yeah. We're going yeah. to someday talk about, do you remember what the world was like before the pandemic? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what's going to change in our future, but there may come a day we might go, do you remember how we used to shake hands? Do you remember how we used to cough in our hands? I mean, we'll go, oh, no, we learned not to do any of that anymore after the pandemic. Mm -hmm. This is one of those before and after, and we're grieving the world that literally, this is almost like a sudden death of the world we knew. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, what about fear? Some of the people are really fearful about it. What do you suggest to people that are feeling those deep uh, sense of fear right now? It is, you know, when you see this thing on the news, I mean, we're counting moment by moment how many people have died and how many respirators we need, and, you know. And I have just learned, I can't watch the news first thing, I can't watch the news last thing at night, and I need only bite-sized pieces. Well, I think what happens to all of us and it's interesting going back to grief. It really is anticipatory grief that's mixed with anxiety. Because what our mind does is it hears the information and it begins to show us pictures. Oh, my grandparents are elderly. They could die. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I could die. Oh, and they show us people, you know, our mind shows us these images of respirators. You know, we're running to the hospital and they're going, sorry, no respirators. 
Right. And we have to go, I have to get out of those pictures. I don't want to buy a ticket to the bad movie. Mm -hmm. You know, it's bad enough, there's going to be reality at some point. But can we just realize in this moment, we're okay. There's enough toilet paper. We're healthy. <laughs> Heidi looks good. Heidi looks healthy. Right now, this moment is okay. Do mm -hmm. not buy into all the images our mind can make up of the future that produces enormous anxiety. Mm -hmm. You know, our mind pictures the worst scenario. Yeah. And I want to say, I'm not asking you to give up the worst scenario, but I want you to just add the best. My mind says, oh my gosh, everyone could die. And everyone could just be mildly sick. Yeah. You know, my elderly parents could die and they could live. Mm -hmm. Just have some balance in your mind to both. Mm -hmm. I think it's important for people also to realize um, the strength, we're stronger than we know, and the fact that we'll know what to do if something happens. We don't have to prepare for the worst. Right, right. Because we will know. Well, Heidi, um, I wondered what your thoughts are for people that are watching and thinking about the corona. Well, I think that David made a really valid point. The biggest issue I've had is getting ahead of myself in my head. Most of what I've projected for myself has not happened. I'm here. I'm breathing. I've had this for probably several weeks. Um, you know, I'm worried my family's going to get it and, you know, they haven't. So not getting ahead of myself. I'm, I'm not psychic but yet I was thinking that I was. <laughs> so like you said, David, not getting ourselves worked up because getting ourselves worked up is not going to help us. Right. In fact, that stresses the body, right? Absolutely, yes. And it's also interesting, I think people who have dealt with enormous loss are also having a different experience. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I like, I'm sure you have talked to many people who are like, Oh my gosh, if I die, that's the worst scenario. I see my son again. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that's kind of a good thing in the bad thing. Mm -hmm. Or other people have felt like, oh, I've survived the loss of a child, the loss of a parent, the loss of a brother. I can handle this. Yeah. You know, so it's interesting to watch all the different reactions. My heart especially goes out to people whose their loved ones are dying right now mm -hmm. and they can't have a funeral. Mm -hmm. And it's minimized in some way, David, because the, the coronavirus has pretty much taken over everything. Right. Yeah, they're struggling with a very real death right now. And we have had so many terrorist attacks, pandemics, epidemics. We've had so many things before. We've never had one where you couldn't bury your dead. Mm -hmm. Yep. This is what's so unprecedented that, you know, all of us know the importance of those rituals and yeah. gathering one last time in that person's honor. And the idea that we're not allowed to do that, it's heartbreaking. And the other uh, thing is that people are not being allowed to be with their loved ones when they are dying. Correct, correct. Because, uh, my sister-in-law is on hospice right now, and she's in a a nursing home and she had a little dog and they've taken her dog because um, they can't have a, a dog walker come in and she can't have any of her family visit her. It, it's really heartbreaking. 
And the other loss in this, and we could go on naming losses, and I think people in grief are actually good at naming them because we've had to, unfortunately. The other one is so many people wrote into me, as I'm sure you've heard from, they can't physically get to their grief group. You can't get to your support. Yeah. One of the things I've been doing is just online, having a daily grief group for anyone who wants to join us. If anyone wants to find it, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash David Kessler. Because I want people to know you have a place to go in your grief. Mm -hmm. I love so that. We're there every day at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you got, you're newly bereaved or been struggling for years, you're going to find online community and we're at least virtually holding each other's hands. I love that, David, because we know that one of the most powerful things to help people and give them comfort is peer support. Right. So, well, listen, thank you so much for being on the show today. People know, know that they can go to your Facebook page. Where else do people find you? You can go to grief.com, find lots of resources there. Instagram, I'm going to be doing some lives and going to be doing lots of things. And we've got the daily group to help people. All right. Fantastic. Much love to you. Thank you. I appreciate you both so much. Thank you, David. Thank you for everything you're doing to hold people at this time of anxiety and to build hope around the world. And Heidi, I hope you are feeling just energetic healing and love from just so many people in the world for you. I am. It's been the outpouring of support has been absolutely overwhelming and incredible. Thanks, David. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. But Heidi and I hope that you'll all visit us at opentohope.com. And we want to remind you, and as I'm sure David does, that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own at this time. And God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.